Hello and welcome to Education in Focus, powered by Chalkboard News. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, publisher of ChalkboardNews.com. Chalkboard is a news website dedicated to issues related to K-12 education. And joining me again today, as he does each and every week, is Chalkboard's K-12 editor, Brendan Clary. How are you, Brendan? I'm doing well, Dan. Trying to stay warm here. It's uh, balmy 10 degrees where I'm at. So 10? That's yeah. that's a heat wave where I'm at. You're Brendan, you're in the Detroit area of yep. Michigan. I am in the northwest Chicago suburbs. We haven't seen temperatures above zero for three days. Whew. Windy yeah. city, right? Yeah, that's right. It is cold to say the least. I think I think tomorrow, we're recording this on a Tuesday, January 16th. I think tomorrow we're supposed to see positive digits. It's supposed to get all the way up to two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you got me beat there, Dan. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it, Brendan. Uh, you wrote a interesting, although concerning, story at Chalkboard News uh, in recent days about a teacher from the Bronx in New York City who was found to have acted inappropriately with a student, was fired, but then showed up and was rehired by a charter school in the same in New York City, and there was no communication uh, between the two schools. Tell us more. Yeah, Dan, and, and if I if what I found was correct, like on on Google Maps, trying to figure out the the school that she moved to was about a mile away from wow. the school that she was fired from. So it's practically the same neighborhood. Practically the same neighborhood in the Bronx. Yeah. So so basically, the special commissioner of investigation for the New York City School District, which is a big name, it's basically the the watchdog agency for the New York City School District public schools, and they published a report uh, on it, on its website in December. That was actually dated um, March 16th of 2023 that a um, teacher named Raylissa Rivera had sent uh, an inappropriate text to a student and said, you know, I have these feelings for you. And and basically kind of outlined how this teacher got closer to a student and then started communicating with her and then had sent these this inappropriate text. And so that was sort of all lined out in the report, which was which was to the um, the chancellor of the New York City Public Schools, David Banks. So that was, you know, the interoffice, the interagency communication to the head of the uh, New York City Public Schools that, hey, you know, this this teacher uh, has admitted to these inappropriate texts. And, you know, this is what we recommend, including uh, termination. And so the New York City School District said that it did terminate the the teacher. And so I was just interested of, you know, where is she now? Like, what, what's going on? And uh, somebody by the same name was working at a charter school in the Bronx, which is, you know, very, very close proximity in the same kind of field too, in the special education so I just reached out to the some of the administrators at the charter school and just said, hey, I just wanted to ask you about this. Uh, you know, is she the same uh, teacher who formerly worked uh, at this other school in the Bronx where she was fired from? And they said, you know, this is the first we're hearing about this. We've done our due, due diligence. And, you know, essentially, we're going to suspend her and, and investigate and look into this. And they did confirm that she did formerly work at this uh, in-tech high school, middle school in the Bronx. And that's where she was fired from based on what the um, New York City public schools told me. So what I think it points to, Dan, is a, you know, sort of this communication gap between the public school district and some of these charter schools that operate in the same area, but they don't share any of this sort of personnel system, right? So like they don't have the same kind of system. So it's, it's sort of like uh, apples to oranges in terms of, you know, 
how they communicate with each other. Quick question on that front, Brendan, because each state is different. Each jurisdiction is a little bit different. Are charter schools in New York City, are they still part of the district, even though they're operated independent of the district? Yeah, I, I think it's they are they receive funds like that, but they're not uh, sort of overseen the same way as like a district school would be. So I think that they are still they have to comply with, for example, certain laws in terms of transparency and they get you know, the funding. Um, and so that's part of like the educational matrix in New York City. And that's something that the district can point to or like the, the Department of Education can point to and say that there are these schools, you know, these are the education options there, but they're not, they don't have that oversight. And so when I first reached out to the the press office there, you know, they basically said, we don't, com- we don't comment on charter schools. And so they they kind of drew this very hard line in the sand of like, this is outside of our jurisdiction. We don't really have any oversight there. So I think that that makes it sort of complicated in that, you know, these are public charter schools and that the public can attend them and that there's, you know, they they don't have to pay tuition because it's not like a private school. But at the same time, it doesn't have the same kind of communication with the district that, say, a public charter school would. So that's the hard part about it, I think, is that it it is sort of that apples to oranges sort of comparison almost between those schools, right? So what makes it a little bit more concerning is the charter school that um, hired this teacher who was dismissed from her former school job. And she's she's a special education teacher, as I understand it. Um, they did what, according to their guidelines, they did the proper background checks and the fingerprinting and whatnot, but it didn't turn up anything. So it's a complete lack of communication or whatever you want to say. You found this out about one instance. I mean, what are the chances something like this has happened before? I know that's that's what I think is sort of the, the bigger question. I think it's also, you know, as big as that question is of like, you know, what kind of inf- information gap persists here, right? Like what are, you know, what are we missing? I think as big as that question is, sort of the hard part is how do we quantify that? I mean, how many teachers do not get investigated by the special commissioner of investigation? You know what I mean? How many like how many are not subject to the watchdog agency, you know, who's publishing that report? And, you know, if nobody asked the question, too, of like, is this the same teacher that was mentioned in the report? You know, what what would have happened? So I think that that is sort of the the broader question is, is how much of a gap persists and, and how do we forget? And I know that Chicago Public Schools has had this issue as well, right? They've had, you know, if you designate an employee as do not hire because of, you know, something that was flagged by the uh, Office of Inspector General, for example, you know, is is it a personnel issue? And then can they turn around and go to a charter school? So like that communication, like, how do we have sort of that? How can you flag personnel and, and sort of have these different systems to, to, you know, raise concerns, while having, you know, sort of these separate entities operating, you know, outside of, you know, the public school district. So I think that that is the broader question is how do we, you know, flag teachers, for this kind of conduct without, you know, crossing into lines. And I think that, you know, maybe for some people, that's the appeal of the charter school is to have that without the oversight of the public school district. So I think that, you know, that's sort of the the line to walk here, Dan. Brendan, we're almost out of time. So just very briefly, I know when you reached out to the charter school, they said they were unaware of this teacher's issues or past problems that that she was fired, but they said that they were going to suspend her immediately while they looked into it. Probably the proper steps, right? But the next question is, are they doing anything about that information gap that you said? I'm, I'm not sure that the, the charter school has, you know, the kind of the capacity to do that. And I haven't seen any willingness from the New York City public schools to sort of take corrective steps in making that 
making that right. So as far as I know, I, I think that that is going to maybe be you know a broader question of how do we fix that. Good reporting there, Brennan. I think that's a gap. If I were in charge of a school district, I'd want to I want to look at closing absolutely that gap. Probably worth them. maybe a follow up a few months from now, saying, hey, did you guys did anything happen here, or is this this could this thing happen again? Brendan, that's all the time we have. Listeners can keep up with this story and all stories related to K through 12 education at chalkboardnews.com. For Brendan Clary, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening. Enjoying our podcast? Your reviews help other listeners find our show. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.